We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Business Matters, presented by Valley First, the division of First West Credit Union. I'm Rob Capello, and I've been really looking forward to today's discussion. I'm excited to welcome Trisha Miltimore to Business Matters. Trisha, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So I was going, I do, as I do every week, I'm preparing for today. I, I was amazed and exhausted at the same time, looking at your career <laughs> path and looking at everything you do. And you've really done it all. I've seen mo motivational speaker, coach, entrepreneur, mentor, recruiter, radio personality. Yeah. And woven into all that, you're a mama four, too. Just very typical, very common, just, you know, just yeah. all that stuff. So, More common nowadays than it was. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. But my biggest <laughs> question is, where do you find time to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, some days I don't. And it's um, because I talk a lot about work-life balance. It's one of my favorite topics because I've had to struggle through it for so many years. Right. Um, there's some days where I don't sleep, but then there's some <laughs> days I get to sleep more. So it kind of over time, over the years, maybe balances out. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm, I'm super fascinated about your journey. So I want to jump into that. So you went to Thompson Rivers University and I'm a fellow alumni too. So I went to there as well. Yeah. Representing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You completed your events and convention management diploma. Then I saw you went into your bachelor of arts, but did three years of that. Mm -hmm. What stopped you from completing the degree? Was there anything that stopped you from completing or did you, did, or did you complete it? Was, was it, were you able to transfer credits or yeah, I have a lot of credits, more than an average degree holder. I just don't, <laughs> I never got the degree. I loved the diploma program. It was very, very difficult. Mm. I almost quit so many times getting into the events and hospitality world that was um, very useful. And because I grew up in an audiovisual um, right. environment, we had a company for that. Uh, and we did events since I was a little girl. That's why I went the diploma route. But I was always really interested in psychology, anthropology, sociology. So I did start and do a lot of my uh, Bachelor of Arts. But amongst that journey, I really wanted to get into public relations. I got a side gig in radio. I was working seven days a week, going to school, um, doing a whole bunch of things that I loved. And I ended up actually not finishing the arts degree, but getting more down the professional path. Right. Um, so I have thought about going back and finishing I was gonna it. ask, yeah. I've, I've thought about it and, um, or other education. Uh, I'm, I feel like I'm a continuous learner. Right. I mean, I was just listening to cognitive behavior therapy podcasts this morning, I'm constantly right. consuming. So it hasn't been enough of a priority at this point in my life to do that, but I certainly enjoyed those, the time I, I did take in the degree program and it changed how I think. And for my kids now who are at the age of starting to apply for university, I keep telling my oldest daughter that it will change how you see the world. Education elevates your life experience in many ways. So I'm I'm really hoping that she takes that route because she's totally in psychology and anthropology, oh, all the ologies. That's <laughs> funny. It was interesting because I, I mean, I went the same kind of route. I did a two-year diploma and then went to my degree because mm -hmm. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I look back and always, I jokingly, but I don't say like, you know, when I when I look at resumes, you don't have to have a degree. Like to me, that's not a priority in in our environment of where you know some. But but it's what 
university or school teaches you. Like I worked as well as you, I worked two jobs, went to university. So it just, everything that it taught me, not the, what out of the books necessarily, but yeah. from life was important for me for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was yeah, a little bit different, right? So it's interesting. So you started working at TRU as well, though. You actually worked at TRU um, yeah. for a couple of years and you guys had Lee's Music. Was that the same time? And for people that are not familiar, it's a very iconic brand. I know in Kamloops for sure. Lee's has been around for how long? You guys, 25 plus years? Oh, in, uh, yeah, like 40 years. Oh, really? A long time. Yeah. So, my my so father started it back in the 70s. Oh, uh, okay. So you were working at Lee's while you were going to school and at TRU? Where Was it all kind of wrapped into one? It's all wrapped up. Yeah. I, I spent a lot of time at the store. I grew up in the store and, you know, I actually ended up opening my our, our brick and mortar location in Kelowna right. when, after I got married and moved to Kelowna, I left radio and thought, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do the family business thing. <laughs> and how long, um, you, how long did you do that for? Oh, I was there until, um, I had my third baby and I was thinking, ah, oh, this is getting pretty tough because, um, I definitely needed the support of my parents to come. They actually moved because I'm the favorite child. So Mike, when you listen to this, <laughs> I just know you're going to understand this, but I to Kelowna from Kamloops and they ended up moving here as well. Uh, they did eventually not long after that move back to Kamloops to support him though. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> funny. That's funny. Yeah, to help out with our River Song guitars that was really taking off at that time. So right. but by the time I had the third baby, I realized I didn't want to be in the retail environment because it's it's so important that you're there for those hours and in yeah. um, having a team and, and like all of that. So, and I was also getting busier in my own company, Contagious Leadership Training. So it was, and, and the three kids, they were so young. I don't even know how I survived. So yeah, yeah I, I've always, but I've always had my fingers in the family business. And it's something I'm really proud of because it, it allowed me to learn so many skills from a very young age in business, business development, that resiliency and grit, mm. um, which has now become helpful for me in, in my coaching practice. So it's, it's a, it was a hard number of years growing up, um, but I've learned a lot from it. Interesting. You mentioned River Song Guitars. Um, mm -hmm. That's, uh, I don't know how, if you can touch a little bit about how long that's been in existence, but it's really like a world renowned. Like you guys continue in awards. It's it's such a unique business. So how active are you in that business right now? Are you at all? Or is it kind of, you kind of leave that to your brother to run or? Yeah. So my brother is Mike Miltimore. He's the CEO. I'm a supporting role. We talk all the time, just chatted this morning. They just came back from the NAM. um, NAM conference or trade show. It's the biggest trade show for music in the industry, for the music industry. And yeah, we actually won a acoustic guitar of the year from MMR magazine this year up against the most iconic, biggest names in the industry. So it's a real big deal. 2023 is doing, um, has been great. So yes, I have a supporting role in that. Uh, we talk all the time we get to, he, and he's, he's good for me as well. Cause he'd be bounce ideas off each other. And we're just so real with each other. Yeah. I actually have my, my podcast every now and then. Cause I, I don't know. I find our conversations fun. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else does, yeah, but they are the most downloaded. Uh, <laughs> so too, I don't know. You need Little like sibling rivalry. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned you were in radio. I'm curious, how did you get into radio? Like you're you were an on, on air announcer for, for yeah. many years, right? In in Kamloops, oh. I believe. Did you were you were you doing radio in Kelowna as well, just in Kamloops? Yeah, I was um on power in okay. Yeah, but well, I mean, obviously it's changed names over the years, but Jimmy Patterson Station. Um, yeah, 
I got into radio. I thought it was a fun idea when I was like 18. I went to the local radio station, 97.5, the river, and I applied. And, um, one of the program managers brought me in and he said, listen, go to, go to BCIT, get your broadcasting diploma and then come talk to me. And I'm like, Oh, okay, well, I'm not going to do that. So, (laughs) (laughs) but then that same summer, I heard an ad for their cruiser summer position. And I was like, that sounds so fun. So I went into the station, you know, you have so much bravado when you're young. And I, um, I said, I'd like to apply for this position. They said, okay, great. Well, you're going to need to go right now to a hairdressing um, store and do a a live call in. I had never done radio before. On the spot. spot, It was the most, I remember shaking. I was driving across (laughs) Kamloops to the North shore and I get there and I interview with the lady. I had no idea what I was doing, but I always loved the microphone. So growing up, it's just, you know, uh, one of those things I was always emceeing events and pep rallies. This has been a constant um, kind of a, a place where I turn to. Right? right. And I, so I did the call in, I got the job. And so that started my radio career it was never full time. It wasn't something I ever felt the calling to do full time, but I would fill in for all kinds of shifts. So I had the funnest job because I would just uh, fill in for the morning show and, you know, do the afternoon drive for a few weeks when they had people on holidays. And, and that was over 18 years. So I feel really blessed. Um, at some incredible humans in the radio broadcasting world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it probably, it, like you said, it probably at that time, I wouldn't say bring you outside your comfort zone, but it gave you the ability to hop on a mic and speak and like, you know, be comfortable being uncomfortable and all that fun stuff as well. Right. So yeah. And I missed it so much after, um, I was no longer kind of filling in what no, I just got too busy. I think I had four kids at that point. Right. Um, but I miss it so much. That's why I started the podcast because, mm-hmm. you know, once you have that bug in you, you just don't want to get on the microphone. Even though I do it professionally on stage, it's different in like a sound. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. Um, and then in, in your spare time, you're also a success coach at Center of Arts and Technology. Are you still doing that? Are you still a success coach there? Yeah. So Center for Arts and Technology is a small boutique college in Kelowna and um, it's a contract role for me. So it's part of my company, but I love that role because I get to coach in in my company um, executives, people in senior leadership roles who are farther along down their pathway of their their careers. Right. But then at, at CAT, Center for Arts and Technology, I'm talking to people who are just starting their careers. So I I think it really helps balance my perspective. I find you learn so much from those who have vast experience and those who are just kind of have fresh ideas and new perspectives. So yeah, I, I love that role. I get to work with some amazing humans and it helps me feel connected. Cause sometimes when you're an entrepreneur and you're working from home, it's get right. a little lonely. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, so I'm curious in that role, like, so are you, do students seek you out or is it part of the enrollment? Like how does, how does a success coach work at a cat then how, how do you how do I if I'm a student how do I work with you well it's all through the student success office and so they bring me in which I think is really cool as an organization that they do this they bring me on as contract to coach and work with the students who um I do professional development workshops with them or they can book one-on-one time with me I mean wouldn't that have been cool when you're in college or university that you yeah. can speak to someone who can mentor and, and help support so a lot of the students I work with are on entrepreneurial paths um, but some maybe just need some help with their mindsets and, wow. and success. And um, there are people at that particular college because they do animation and film and right. it's a very creative arts um, environment. A lot of it also is something that most entrepreneurs struggle with is that, yeah. you know, how, can I do this? And mm-hmm. 
who am I to think I can do it? And who would want my creativity, what I put out in the world? And I think as entrepreneurs, we often, as business owners, we often think those things in our thoughts too. Yeah, interesting. So I'm curious, when did, when did you really start going down the path of keynote speaker, trainer? Like when did, because, you know, was that because of all the different roles you've done or were you like at a young age or like, no, I was comfortable speaking. Like when did that come together? Because it's, it's not getting in, in front of a group and just talking is not an easy thing for most people. Right. So, yeah. so how did, when did that start for you? I, I mean, I remember being in elementary school and volunteering to host the Remembrance Day ceremonies. <laughs> it is, it has always been easier for me. Like it's just kind of my, I guess, natural um, skill set or tendency. And from a very young age, from uh, like 17, I was very clear. I wanted to be a motivational speaker. I would tell everyone. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> and they would be, I remember this one, one individual who always hung out at our family business, yeah. always there. Yeah. He ended up coming to my wedding, like this older gentleman. I really respected him. He's kind of mentor-y to me, you know, mentorship-y. Yeah. And I, he's like, what do you want to do with your life, Trisha? Like, great question to ask a 17-year-old. What 17-year-old knows? But I started like literally vomiting on him, all my dreams and hopes and goals. <laughs> and now I'm going to be a motivational speaker and an event planner. And I'm going to travel the world. And then I, when I was finished talking about it, he kind of looked at me and he said, but Trisha, who's going to want to listen to you? Like, what do you, what do you have to say? And it was the first moment I ever questioned that I, whether I could do it or not, but uh, anyways, that's a side story, but yeah, I've always been called to it. Um, you know, it's taken 20 years of really chipping away at it, especially because I was raising a family. So when you're pregnant, well, the, for me, the moment I find out I'm pregnant, my motivation goes down to probably 20%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm sick. Yeah, and I'm tired. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, you know, and over the last 20 years, you know, of our marriage, we've had these four kids, which is obviously a top priority. But amongst that, I have pecked away at the the speaking side of, of the business. And so it's it's taken a long time, but you know, you kind of elevate, elevate, elevate. And so now I get to go to conferences, national conferences. I'm um often brought in as an MC, which is one of my favorite things to do, back to my radio days. But yeah, it wasn't, it took, it took a long time to get to that level where you could um, get booked for national conferences and, um, you know, larger corporations and whatnot. But so, so it, what, what everything takes time. What clients do you work with? Like what, what, who's your, is it all sizes, large, small, individual? Like do, 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 you, do you typically find yourself uh, working with a certain type of industry or a certain type of business? For speaking work? Yeah. For speaking work, typically it is um, associations that bring right. keynote speakers in. Yeah, like those larger annual association events. Um, corporations that bring speakers like myself in to do team right. training days. Um, yeah, it's uh, or retreats for MC work and kind of helping to engineer the experience. Um, so, and it's all different industries. It's right. it's more about the budget than it is the industries. But typically, sure, yeah, sure. association conferences and whatnot. Mm -hmm. How did how did you how did you come up with the name Contagious Leadership Training? He's talking. <laughs> right. about how, yeah, how did that come up? I was literally seventeen, and I was like, oh, I'm going to call my company Contagious Leadership because I always believe that leadership is contagious. I think I had a shirt in grade 12, such a dork. And it said, not attitudes are contagious. Is yours worth catching? Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> I know. And I would wear it because I really believed in it. Like I, 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 I was so the student leadership girl. I was like valedictorian. I was emceeing the pep rallies. My goal was to that everyone felt inclusive and um, everyone felt like they could be a part of the, our, you know, the community of the school and welcomed and 
and yeah, I don't roll my eyes because it's not important, but Matt, I breathed and lived that and it's never really changed. I still think leadership is so important. And I think for companies, leadership is middle management specifically mm -hmm. is where we lose a lot of people and, and we need to focus on training there. But anyways, side note, but yeah, so I was a little dorky about it younger, in my younger years. And um, I remember walking, walking, because I didn't have a car to the government office in Kamloops I said, dad, I'm going to go register my business. Oh my <laughs> and we've, and we're a family that's always been in business. He's like, you know what? Just, just chill. Like don't involve the government yeah, yeah. until you have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm doing it. Signed what, up for GST. It, I didn't even make a cent yet. <laughs> that's hilarious. Did that come from, did, did that drive to start? Your, did that come from your parents? Or was that like, where, where did that, like, you know, cause not many, I wouldn't think there's many kids at that age that are, pushing leadership and on want to be on stage there's a few right but so where, where do you think yeah. where did that come from I don't know it's uh. certainly not my mom she always wonders too my dad is he wouldn't get in front of an audience but my uh. brother and I both have this kind of um bug in our in who we are that um it's just a calling yeah it's and I don't, I don't know where it comes from to be honest I have no idea but we were always around this entrepreneurial mindset and I think once you have that in your blood it's pretty hard to I tried the government job route for a little bit that's the public relations one right not so much <laughs> I may have slowly died yeah great great organization great people but I just am not an office girl right so I think you got to really make sure you know where you fit and yeah. you can tell intuitively you know what my test is <laughs> I say this to my clients too that if you're going to the bathroom and you're spending an extra long time yeah, in there, right. <laughs> probably not question it, right? yeah, yeah I did <laughs> I, I my career path I went I worked in banking for a while because I, I went to New York fell in love with Wall Street I'm like I'm gonna totally do this hated it. I'm not a corporate. I'm like you, like when you say government job, I get, I just cringe. Cause I'm not a nine to five. You got to take your break at 10. And like, that's not my yeah. style. So I could see how, yeah, that would be drive you crazy. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I'm like, you can't tell me what to do. No, Can I just yeah. not take the lunch and oh. leave earlier? Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's funny. So, um, tell us about contagious leadership training. Like, you know, if you, if, if someone asked you what it is, what you do, what do you tell them? It is a, a small leadership training company that focuses on elevating leadership and elevating communication. So as part of that, I have my motivational speaking side of services. And I also have a program called Speak Plus, where I work with professionals who want to engineer a, a, a more um, articulate way of, as I say it, articulate, and I can get it out, <laughs> more articulate way of speaking and having that ownership and agency in their own voice. So that could be someone who wants to have a little bit more presence and influence in the boardroom, or it could be for those who actually want to get on stage. You know, I've spent 20 years of chipping away and learning a lot of lessons. So I include those lessons and I hopefully can help people save time and money. <laughs> Cause that could be a whole podcast about how I wasted time and money in my career. Um, yeah. so that they, they don't have to go through all of that emotional chaos and ultimately investments that don't pan out. So it's really about, um, helping people to elevate their personal and professional leadership and their communication. In these programs, cause I saw this, like, I think there's one called rocker leadership program, like these programs you have on your, uh, that you offer, did you have to go and like become a certified rock your leadership program leader did have you developed in yourself over the years or a little bit of both 
I, they're all my own, my oh. own material. Yeah, they're my own programs. Cool. And it never dawned on me to go out and actually save some time oh, really? and energy. And, like, just it never crossed my mind. Now that it's a thing, I'm like, well, I should probably go do that. Um, no, it's all my own program. And I think that is probably, you know, I, what really fuels my own mojo the most is actually creating content. So whether I'm on stage and I'm sharing content or systems, processes that I've designed over the years, um, that's very rewarding to see people use those and make change in their own, you know, businesses or personal lives. Um, but yeah, it's one of my the things I love to do. I love to geek out in my office and create content and programs. And it, it, is that typically coming from a need from a client? Like, are you working with a client? And you're like, well, I see there's a need here. So I need to go and see if I can fill that void. Or is it you're just constantly listening, learning? Because it sounds like, you know, you like your podcast, you like listening, you like self-development or or to hear something mm -hmm. and go, huh, there's something there that I can implement in what I do day to day. Yeah, that's a good question. I think right now it's because people have asked for it. So, mm -hmm. you know, in the beginning, I used to have a program called, I still have it. I don't really um, focus on it as much. Rock your leadership, rock your life. Okay. Sorry, that's my very first program I ever created. I think my youngest, my oldest was a baby. Oh, um, the rock part is like, because I grew up in a rock star. A oh, rock yeah, star. okay. <laughs> I grew up around rock stars. I yeah. myself do not play a thing. It's the only <laughs> way I rebelled in life. You don't? You don't play any instruments for real? <laughs> I don't. I could sell you a guitar, but I don't play it. Oh, my God. But, that's um, pretty funny. <laughs> I seriously, my brother, he's so annoying. He can, he picks up an instrument. He just learns it. He's like, I'm going to become a drummer in a band. And the next thing I know, I'm going to his performance at oh a local pub. It's, that's yeah, it's, anyways, it's annoying. But no, I never actually learned an instrument, but I grew, I grew up around rock stars and they're really interesting mindsets and perspectives, but uh, I totally forget your first question because I went on a completely. Okay. I was curious about how you develop <laughs> those programs or if they are, if oh, they're yeah. from, needs from clients or if you, do you look for opportunities and develop your programs? I think at the very beginning, I came up with what I thought people might need, like, uh, but they, it was off the mark often. Right. <laughs> this Fair is something enough. else yeah. I teach about. Yeah. So like how to stop your self-sabotage. Well, that is the worst program to try to market because everyone wants it for free, but nobody wants to do anything about it because they're self-sabotagers, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but over the years, things have been refined and changed. And I, often when I would speak, people would ask if I have any material or if I could help them with their own career path in the speaking world or their ability to communicate. So that's where Speak Plus came from. Um, so I think at this point, it's more about seeing a need that people are asking about and then creating from, from there. Interesting. And you also do retreats uh, as well. So are those your, like, do you actually organize and the retreats that people come to, or do you actually do retreats for corporations or both? Oh yes. No, I, I don't plan them myself typically. Okay. It's a okay. lot of work. I, I luckily get brought in nice. <laughs> as the MC okay. and because I am a, uh, event profit heart event professional. Um, yeah. Yeah. I really do like to work with those who bring me in. Like we have a beautiful, really, I, I like to think we have fun relationships and it's really cool. Cause on the MC side, I'll get brought back year after year. Um, so you get to really know the, the committee. And I, I was just on a call last night for a conference up in, up the, in Fort St. John called spark okay. spark leadership conference, truly phenomenal. It's their 10th year. I was brought in the very first year, been brought back every year to MC. And it's amazing to see the changes and how it's grown and evolve. Um, so that's, in terms of filling your cup as a professional, it's one of my favorite things to do is to have that longstanding relationship. It's so fun. Yeah. People are fun. And, and are you, are you usually working with 
with groups or individuals or both? Like, will you work one-on-one with a C-suite person or are you typically, do you, or, or which ones do you prefer? Do you like kind of working with more of the, of a group setting or are you like, Hey, I'm going to work one-on-one with Rob. Oh, I guess there's two different kind of arms to the business. Okay. So there's this, the speaking side, which typically would be groups. Right. right. So if they bring me in for teamwork and it can be small teams, you know, um, smaller companies, um, and that it, it all depends. It could be a one day thing, or we could be creating a, a three week program, whatever the case may be. Um, and then there is my coaching arm of my business. And that's where I have the program like Speak Plus, um, Catalyst Coaching for those who want to work on their work-life balance and career transitioning and development. Um, so yeah, but I like a mix of both to answer your question. Um, I, lo- I love the speaking side of things, but as a mom of four, let's be real, right. it is hard to get away. Yeah. And yeah. I know I, I I talk about this all the time because I had such big goals and dreams in terms of being a motivational speaker. Yeah. Um, but how much, like I used to think it was hard getting away when they're babies. It's harder now when they're in yeah, yeah. two activities each. Um, and so there's a, there's a lot about, there's a lot of dynamics in that, in owning what you want and stand, stepping up for it. And because it's very easy to feel guilty or feel like you should stay, or I mean, back in the days when the kids would cry because I'm leaving. And yeah. so, um, I love, I love mixing it and I've had to adapt with that and, and change my mindset and, and tweak it so that I don't feel unfulfilled or like I'm a failure. Like that was one of my biggest lessons when my babies were young is that you're not a failure when you change the goalposts, you're just adapting. So the quicker you can adapt, the lighter you can feel and the more fulfillment and joy you can invite. And so now at this point, I, I love coaching. I like to speak when I can and um, it's a mix, but it's going to change in the next two years when my oldest gets her license. Yeah. What is it? Maybe your viewers can write me some notes about how awesome my life's going to be once my oldest gets a license or how not awesome. I don't know. It's well, amazing when my oldest son got his license. Like, wait a minute, I don't have to drive you to basketball practice anymore. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Now you worry all the time when uh, they're on the road for sure, but yeah. you don't have to drive them. So a little bit of balance of both. But um, yeah. I'm curious that when I was doing a little bit of research, I found I stumbled across on Amazon. <laughs> you wrote a book. Called, <laughs> wow, you're good. I, I can a story about dreams, resili- resiliency, and confidence. So I'm like, look at she's an author too. So was that a passion project? Like, what what was that about? Where did where did that come from? Oh, it totally was. I've always had oh. dreams of of author authoring, and yeah, it was. Um, I believe I can. It's called it's about a little girl who's telling her siblings that she wants to be a rock star. And some of the feelings she has. So one of some of my core lessons that I teach in all my programs is in that book. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was designed, I wrote it and it was um, illustrated by a 17 year old girl. It was her first commissioned work. It was um, edited and put together by um, a female entrepreneur from um, Black Bee Marketing. And that was her for, um, yeah. So it, I just, it's, it was such a cool project and I got it off my desk into the world. I'm pretty proud of it. And it's cute. And I get to sell it when I go to conferences. So will you do it? Will you write another book? I not a children's book at this point, but I am working on a book called work life synergy Mm. slowly, but surely. And that's all about the lessons I've learned in terms of work life balance and from other stories of other individuals, because my version of work life balance is different than someone who maybe doesn't have kids, but has elderly parents or, um, everything is different for everyone, but we're all under a lot of stress. I did this one program once where I was interviewing, um, coaching for 15 minutes, people from all over the world. And I did hundreds of these and it was unbelievable how people in Australia and England were facing the same feelings of overwhelm, burnout, and 
um, this kind of void that they're trying to fill, but they weren't sure how. And it was so systematic. Like it was just so similar mm. in different countries. Anyways, that was a bit eye-opening for me. Interesting. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious, where do you get your most fulfillment from? Like where, where do you sit at the end of the day and go, wow, that was like, that really kind of filled my glass. That was awesome. Hmm. Writing. Hmm. So a perfect day for me is doing a little writing, putting something on social media that makes me chuckle. Yeah. Um, and, you know, putzing around the house a little bit too. So I just love being with the kids. I, my favorite days are Sundays when I pour a nice little glass of wine and we have make dinner and it's chill and relaxed. Well, some Sundays, yes. often not, <laughs> but just, I, I think at this point now I'm 43. I, I, the grind, the hustle, I feel like I'm way less motivated than I used to be. Although I feel like I get more done and it, yeah. And I just, I just have seen how quick the, the child, my kids, you know, childhoods have gone by and I, I have my young oldest is 16. My youngest is five. So I still got more childhood to go, but it does go by so fast. So now at this point, I'm like, I just need to soak up as much as I can because Work smarter, not harder works. What's that work smarter, not harder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. And, and we, it's like a perspective change or like it goes so fast, enjoy it now. And really, what am I rushing to at the end yeah. of the day? Yeah. 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 Interesting. Um, I warned you, we're going to do a thing called, would you rather I have 10 fun questions to ask you. So we're going to go okay. through this and, and then I have a couple of questions. We'll wrap up with this. So here we go. Would you rather, if you're going away, are you, do you rather go on a road trip or are you flying somewhere? Flying somewhere for sure. Okay. okay. I like road <laughs> trips. You, you made that funny face. I'm like, I like getting in the car and doing road trips. <laughs> Wait, do I have my kids with me or am I just with my, my husband? Uh, for myself. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, I was just saying, about by yourself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would you rather uh, have a sing off or a dance off? Ooh, I love the microphone, but I do not sing dance off. Uh -huh. No karaoke nights. Um, yeah. Would you rather be a clown who distracts the bull or a cowgirl who rides the bull? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, I think I'd rather be a clown, escape, uh -huh. go hide somewhere. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, would you rather give up brushing your hair or brushing your teeth? Ooh, I've got curly hair. Yeah, you did your hair up. It looks like the hair is the answer. Uh, bring on the dreads, though. I, I need to have my teeth clean. Yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. Um, would you rather always be cold or always be hot? Cold, because I could then I could maybe put sweaters on. Oh, I see. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> would you rather be in a ballet class or a salsa class? Ooh, salsa. Yeah. You're going to try, you're going to sign up. Um, I did. Yeah, I did it one did time. You? It was, it was really fun. I was trying to decide, uh, never mind. It's a story about <laughs> boys. And... Uh, would you rather have a personal mate or a personal chef? Oh, chef. That'd yeah. be amazing. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you had to be stranded, would you rather be stranded in a jungle or the desert? Oh. Spiders in the jungle. Yeah. Yeah. Desert. Does it? Okay. Uh, you, you're giving up, you have to give up one. Would you rather give up coffee or wine? Oh, easy coffee. I don't drink coffee. Oh, you don't. Oh, that's not fair then. I'm a steep tea <laughs> kind of girl. Yeah. Okay. How about your tea or wine? <laughs> I was, I thought you were going to say you wine for breakfast. <laughs> uh, last question. Would you rather only be able to use a fork and no spoon or only be able to use a spoon and no fork for the rest of your life? What camp are you in? Spoon oh, fork for sure. Yeah. Okay. Gonna, gonna, yeah. 
I've been Ooh. asking, it's the one question I ask everybody and I'm Italian. And I'm like, I can't eat my spaghetti with a spoon. So it's pork. <laughs> Has anyone said spoon? Lots of people. What's wrong with these people? We, we Lots. need to help them. I would say majority have probably been spoon. I'm Italian too. So maybe that's why we both are into the forks. I'm just thinking my thought is anything I can have with a spoon, I could probably drink it if I had to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or with a fork, you can kind of, these are, these are deep interesting questions <laughs> awesome all right a couple more questions for we wrap up is um i'm curious what you found in, in in you know very busy you got four kids husband businesses multiple businesses and what's been the most dis difficult aspect for you of the day-to-day -day of your business side like running your business what do you find that you're like you know what i've just i really struggle with this or struggled with this going through kind of building my business for sure, what comes to mind is turning it off, mm. turning it off. Mm. And so like, you know, but that's also a challenge because when they were really young, I was trying to fit it in wherever I could. Right. So they're sleeping, I do a little bit here. Or when, you know, my husband came home, I would, I would then work on my computer that night. And so it felt like I was always doing it, but I'm not really getting that much done. And then right. as life shifted and now I have more of a structure, turning it off and being like, okay, now I'm focused on family and much easier at this point than it was say five years ago do you find it harder though because you're you're working because you're at home that you're always at work it seems like like you know what i mean that was always think of a challenge of that when you're working from home do you feel it's harder to turn it off because you know I, even though you leave your office wherever mm -hmm. in your home do you find that's harder to turn off i think we're so busy i don't have the ability to even work on it if I wanted to like there's some times where I need to pull it out my computer and, and reply to a client or whatever but but we're just like we're always everywhere yeah, it's always going <laughs> something's always going on it's insane <laughs> I know yeah and yeah I thought we were busy back in the day but no this yeah. is crazy yeah Interesting. and what's last question is what what's what's the future like where, where do you want to go like where do you want to be like you're writing another book like what what's the next evolution for you for your business I'm, I'm excited about the work-life synergy book and putting that together. It seems like a real beast, but I'm trying to follow the advice of my fellow professionals, like just write a little bit at a time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm starting a new podcast called work-life synergy, which I'm very excited about because this one's going to be a little more fun. And I'm from having great sex to, you know, productivity tips. It's going to be all in there. So I'm excited about that. Um, yeah. And really zoning in. So I think after 20 years, I've zoned in on what I really want to talk about, what I really want to bring to organizations and companies and teams. Um, I've really zoned in on my uh, coaching. So at this point, it's all about just building, um, enjoying the everyday flux and, and adaptations that comes with having a family that's growing and evolving and changing. But as I, I look ahead, I see some space. Like I just joined a gym and I go at five, 10 every morning. Good and I couldn't you. do that for years yeah. since I had kids and I'm a morning person. So this is like every morning that I go, I'm just like, yes, I get, I get, I get to do this where, awesome. yeah. So I'm just looking forward to spending more time doing stuff that fills my cup up, um, makes impact and hanging with the kids until they tell me, I don't want to hang out with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that never happens, but you, I know. I think I'm fun. It's it's. Uh, thank you so much for the like. Yeah, talking about your journey. I know it goes by really fast, but I think you know you've been part of like amazing businesses. And kudos to all the energy you bring to everything that you do because you can that comes across loud and clear. That like you a lot of energy, which is awesome. Um, business isn't easy. 
period. Right. So I think it's awesome that you're working with businesses. And I think even the stuff you're doing with students, like getting, allowing them to kind of have an outlet to talk to you, I think is, is amazing. And I'm sure there's lots of other crazy things you'll get into over the next few years for sure. Fun. (laughs) We'll do a follow-up in a couple of years and I'll let you know. There you go. (laughs) We'll bring you back for your new podcast. That sounds interesting. Thank you. More. So love the. Thanks, Rob. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Yeah, it was. Thanks, Trisha. Thanks for uh, um, uh, chatting. Look forward to hearing more. And everyone else, have a great rest of your day. And thank you for tuning in to Business Matters. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive.